Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Stephanie, Rachel, and Cliff. Hello and welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of Generally Speaking. I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm the next-door neighbor, Rachel Griffin. This is our March 24th, 2006 edition of the show, and this week we will be discussing the newest episode of Lost titled The Whole Truth. That's right. We'll start off by breaking the show down by plotline to discuss our reactions and share with you the insights and hidden clues, if any, that we found on the show. We'll also take a few moments to talk about news stories relating to Lost. Of course, the most important voice in our show is yours. We want to hear from you, and we urge you to call in your questions and comments on our listener line at 413-521-0958. Several people have called in this week, and we have quite a few comments that we will play during our plotline discussions and during our listener feedback segment. Rem, Eric, Cliff, and who knows who else have been stuck on the island, and this week we bring you the final installment of the Generally Speaking original Hiatus on the Island conclusion. We also have a hot new top 10 list this week with Trevor, and Gracie's mom will be checking in with an update on this week's trivia contest and generally speaking forum update. As you can tell, we have a lot to cover this week, and if you want to follow along, there are show notes available on our website. Simply go to www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com and click on the weekly Lost Podcast link. Let's go ahead and get this party started. Rachel and Stephanie. This is Dane calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hey, I just want to give you guys a call. I've been kind of on a hiatus. Got done watching the show last night. Wow, what a great episode. Couldn't believe it. I got a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to give a what's up with Kate's hair. I mean, is she going Rousseau on us? I also wanted to talk about what's up with Hurley walking around the jungle with a chocolate bar. I wanted to talk about Sawyer. Being the chemist, as they would say in Australia, there's a lot of things I wanted to talk about. But, guys, what is up with Henry Gale? This guy is quickly becoming one of my most favorite characters. The sarcasm that he has, you know what? I don't care if this guy is another or what. I hope they keep him around. I just wanted to keep this call real short, guys, because I'm just so jacked up for the next episode. Looks like we got a lot of stuff going on. And I want to sum up this call with two words. Got milk? What's up with that? Hello. This is the Gunslinger from Northern California, and I wanted to call about last night's episode. Things are going extremely well for good old Henry Gale, aside from being a little bit beaten up. He is being successful in sowing discord among the more powerful characters like Jack, Locke, and Saeed, while playing to the sympathies and needs of the other members. For example, Anna Lucia desperately needs to make up for the fact that she killed Shannon. Locke has his inferiority complex being stoked by Gale, and decides to go behind Jack to seek his own solution to the prisoner. He picks Anna to question Henry. 
Henry picks up on Anna's weaknesses and desire to make things right and exploits her to follow his plan. She keeps the map secret from both Jack and John, perhaps because she has been made to distrust them. She obviously sees how they've beaten him up and doesn't feel that they will be objective. So once again, my man Henry has succeeded in causing discord, suspicious, and breaking up the group so they're easier to pick off. And then he comes in and gloats over a bowl of Cheerios. You guys don't even seem that curious, was the line from Henry as he sat down to his Dharma breakfast. He immediately noticed the computer and made a quick and innocent comment about its use again commented about the rift in power structure, and then laid out the formula for a potential ambush with fantastic insight. He's talking like a man for whom things are going exactly according to plan, and he wants to rub it in everyone's face, just like those serial killers who call and brag to the police about how smart they are. I just can't help but loving this guy. Vaya con Dios. Stay lost, and... You guys got any milk? Uh, thank you so much for that <laughs> call. Second milk reference. <laughs> the second got milk reference. That's right. Well, we uh, have a lot to talk about, and uh, we're going to start off. I just wanted to bring out a couple things. First of all, we have uh, Jin tearing up Sun's garden. We also have a flashback uh, showing Jin upset that Sun cannot become pregnant, uh, which becomes a pretty big issue for him. Uh, we also show in another flashback that Sun is learning English from Mr. Lee. We also find out that Sun is El Prego. And just afterward, we learn that the fertility doctor told Sun that it is Jin who cannot get her pregnant. So Mark Cooper had this question about all of this. It says, hey Stephanie, I don't know when you guys record the podcast, so I don't know if you'll have time to address a couple of things in the show. But I was thinking that the whole truth seemed to be one of the character-driven plots that you said you enjoy, whereas Cliff and I seem to get very, seem to get a very island-oriented show next week. I'm sure you'll talk about this on the show, but I was wondering what you thought about Sun's facial expressions when she hugged Jin. She was telling him the truth about never being with another man. Was she telling him the truth about another, never being with another man? I'm sure they didn't show us everything that happened with her old fiancé. can't remember his name, but I didn't necessarily believe she did anything regrettable. It seemed to me, though, he was asking her to stay in Korea for him. Did you get the same impression? I did. That Jay Lee was asking her to stay in Korea uh, um, for him. Because she said, he says, you know, I ran away to America because I thought I was in love. And I found out that you cannot run away from your life. And she says, is Jen my life? And, and then he, he asked her to stay, to stay for him. And I believe that he was in love with her. He, he knew what he had done. By looking her over the first time was probably one of the biggest mistakes of his life. And um, I do think she was telling him the truth. The facial expressions, I went back and watched the show a second time. And the facial expressions when they're hugging in the garden at the end, this is what I got from that. If you look at her, she, she tells him, I have not been with another man. And he kind of processes that for a second. And then, and then she does get this, this kind of shocked look on her face. And then she... And then you can see her fall into his embrace and smile again. So what I'm reading from that is that it had been quite a while since they had embraced like this. I noticed that too when he said when he told her that he loved, or she said, "I love you." She was. Did like, you oh. see how? I mean, she said it. She, she says, "I love you," and then like, yes, like oh she gosh. had not said yeah. that in a very long time. Uh -huh. And That's then he kisses her. I'm like, down. "Oh, that was yeah. cute." So I think that, that was cute. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. It was very. Um, 
I think it was a very real moment mm-hmm. between them. So I think that, yes, she's telling him the truth. Yes, that the baby is Jen's baby. And that this is, like, a new beginning for them. See, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of just torn with you this. You think that it's Michael's baby. So, you know, I just <laughs> don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Solomon B. wrote, Stephanie, Rachel, and Cliff. This is Solomon from Ottsville, Pennsylvania. My theory revolves around the fertility doctor. I think he is somehow involved with Dharma. I think his actions were similar to the psychics in Claire's flashbacks. It's it's possible the doctor was instructed by Dharma to get Sun to have the baby on the island. I predict that she, like Claire was, will be kidnapped in a future episode. Let me know what you think. What do you guys think about that? I'm not sure what I think about the, the fertility doctor being involved with dharma but i do agree i've seen several people say that that son will not have this baby that she will miscarry or she would be kidnapped and and something will happen and so i don't understand i think i kind of agree with that i don't understand what what the reasoning would be for him to tell her that it was her and they couldn't have a baby if they really could the all along like how that would i mean i think if anything it would prevent them from wanting to try even more you know right Why, well like and they the really weren't trying well well here's the thing i know? i think that he was being honest when he came and pulled up alongside the street in his car and scared says, her to death yeah and says get in she's like know, what hey, the reason Why? it's actually jen that can't have children and i told you that because you know he would have burned my office down i i I don't believe that he's a part of Dharma, and, and and trust me, I'm all for conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. and uh, you know perhaps he works for Widmore Labs, uh, but anyway, I don't necessarily believe that that the fertility doctor was a part of Dharma. X Force Eleven wrote. Here is my thought: She lied about not having sex with anyone else. She had sex with the man who was teaching her English, since she thought he was leaving, since she thought she was leaving Jin, and that she could not get pregnant. But I think the baby is Jin's. The island had an effect on him, like lock walking. Stephanie, will you read what Edith B. wrote? I think that she did tell the truth, but not the whole truth. She knew that Jin would really blow up if she told him that she had had an affair. She did the best thing she could have done. She let him think he was the father. And Gracie's mom wrote, I'm going with the, the island gave Jin the ability to become a father theory. While watching the show, I really thought that son had had an affair. But now I don't think so. She did smile when he hugged. When she did smile when they hugged. Then she looked concerned. Then she smiled again. Remember, she did say that she was happy that she couldn't get pregnant. So maybe the concern look was just, oh my God, how am I going to raise a baby on the island? Or, well, who knows? But I'm going with the idea that the island powers helped Jen with his mojo. So perhaps the island has this ability to make things stand. Oh my, X-rated just. It's rated R. Don't listen. <laughs> he said that to me last night, and I said you cannot say that. I, I think that's so funny. Just said that. <laughs> I'm going. I I think I would lean more towards the whole. The island can make things. The stand. island makes things happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I can't. I don't want to think that she lied. I don't need Jack's permission to talk with you because right now there's a man sitting in a room in my hatch, and I want him out. What do you guys think about Locke's hatch? I know. I was Well, I thought that in the previews, too. I'm like, getting a little crazy about your hatch, aren't you, Locke? I think that's why it's going to take on a mind of its own. He, it's going to remind him. Yeah, it's not <laughs> your hatch. This is not your island. This, this is, is our island. island. <laughs> <laughs>
this podcast to bring you a very important news update. This is Dr. Bruder with Lost in the News, the Island Report. This just in, Jack claims the island. That's right, crash survivor neurosurgeon Jack Shepard claims that the island is his. He was quoted as saying, this is my island. It is unknown how he came up with this classic catchphrase. Apparently, there has been a lot of claiming of island real estate as of late. The garden now belongs to Sun. The hatch is the sole property of Mr. Locke, and nobody is allowed to possess medical supplies without permission of the new sheriff in town, James Sawyer Ford. Jack wants everyone off of his island as soon as possible, and is no longer permitting construction on his island. Allegedly, Jack has given stoppage of work order to Mr. Echo so he can no longer keep cutting down trees to build his church or construct more Jesus sticks. Jack has also ordered that Saeed and Charlie stop construction of their wooden cage or frame or whatever it is that they are building. It does not matter what it is, just as long as they take it down and get it off of Jack's island. Dharma is apparently listening to Jack, and they have vacated their medical hatch as the result of Jack's decree. This has been Dr. Bruder reporting. We now return you to your regularly scheduled episode of Generally Speaking. Uh, That is our new tabloid news reporter. He's going around the island getting all the gossip scoops for us. So we really appreciate Dr. Bruder going out there and getting that for us. He's also posted some very uh, nice paparazzi photos of uh, certain individuals on Which the island. I'm so going to have to have some words with him. <laughs> I really am. Dr. Bruder, you'll be getting a call. What did you guys think about the three couples that were arguing and bickering on the island? Good. Obviously, the first couple will just... Son and Jen. It they're, was Son and Jen. Obvious, they right. were arguing and bickering over, you know. She's looking through notes, going three oh couples. What are you talking about? Rachel has no idea what I'm talking about, but you, you'll get it here in just a second. Okay, this was so, my find. And so here is uh, a little clip of the second couple that was bickering. I think all the time, you know, maybe you should think about giving me a little bit of a break here. Oh, just I hush. Or not just hush. Well, you look as pale as a sheet. Well, give her some water. Yes, ma'am just mad at the world because he forgot my birthday. Well, I didn't forget. I don't even know what day of the week it is. It's Rose. Saturday, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so there are two married couples bickering, right? Now, are you aware who the third married couple that was bickering was? I've got let me go let me go ahead and play for you the third married couple bickering on the island. Morning, Jack. <sighs> Couldn't wait until I was done in here. Steam opens up my pores. Man's got no shaving cream. He's got to improvise. I also thought this might be a good time to talk about our problem. Our problem? Our Henry problem. We've had him locked up for three days now, and I can't help but get the sense that he's just not motivated to cooperate with us. And how are we going to motivate him, John? I don't think there's anything we can do. I think we need to bring in some new blood. Obviously, you have someone in mind. What do you think about Anna Lucia? Why her? <laughs> She's the one you went to to start an army to fight these people. Why not her? Unless you're worried about what she'll do to him. I'll talk to her. I already did. <laughs> in there with him now. <laughs> Stephanie immediately says, Boy, they fight like a married couple. <laughs> no, and I said they're the most functioning married couple on the island. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. And they sound like they were talking about their son, Henry, and getting him a counselor, Anna Lucia, or something. Tell me what you're looking for, and it's yours, gratis. Can't I just look myself? 
It's not a drugstore, sweetheart. I need a pregnancy test. How hilarious was it that Kate references? I mean, who carries a pregnancy test with them on an airplane? I'm like, oh, you totally did that for us. Well, there's the thing is, is that there is some speculation that perhaps that was actually Kate's pregnancy test. Oh, really? Yeah, like kind of just like who carries a pregnancy test? Not me. How, I can't <laughs> believe I didn't find that yet. Yeah. You know what huh. I'm saying? So yeah, there's some people that. that are saying that, and then of course some people are saying that. Uh, of course, you guys know the uh, box said it was from Widmore Labs. Yeah. And we learned a couple of episodes back in the official Lost podcast that um, the sign that they, we were supposed to be able to see in the background on the London skyline was supposed to say Widmore Construction, which would be playing a, a vital role in the future. And so here we have Widmore Labs, mm. and perhaps the Widmore Industries ha- are actually owned by, or they own Dharma Industries, who owns Oceanic Airlines. Maybe maybe it's another piece to the puzzle. We're not sure yet, but uh, it's a possibility. Hurley was pretty exciting this week, guys, uh, when he popped up out of the uh, the uh, jungle. Look what I found in the middle of the jungle. It's not even melted or nothing. Crazy, huh? <laughs> not even melted or nothing. <laughs> Crazy. Well, I'm telling you, <laughs> if it's been in his backpack for three weeks, it would still be melted. I mean, both of them looked like they were deer with the headlights in the eye. And son, like, once Hurley even starts talking, she's like, <laughs> like, she still can't even yeah. let go of the she stare. She can't think. Yeah. She can't. Yeah, she's stuck. Yeah. She She's actually yeah. so frightened that she's a pregnant chick that doesn't want a chocolate bar. I know. <laughs> What's up with that? What do you guys uh, think Charlie and Saeed are building? I know Stephanie knows because she pointed it out to me the second time we were watching it. Do you know what they were building? Mm-mm. Uh, a lot of uh, this is weird because most of the listeners out there to our podcast, they will generally go back and they'll be able to do a frame by frame capture of what's actually taking place in the background and bringing in Easter eggs that are hidden in the show and stuff like that. And just the forum is lit up with questions of and and people just throwing out all kinds of ideas of the things that Saeed and Charlie were building. And, of course, I'm like, I'm interested to see what they were saying. I mean, this is how bad it was. I I usually catch this stuff. And we're sitting there and watching it, and, and even the second time through, I you just... still br- missed it. I still missed it. And so uh, Stephanie says, well, they're building a table. Mm-hmm. It's a bit large for a dining room table, isn't it? If we cut them in two, it will suit the purpose. So, I mean, I, I think they're literally trying to set it up for a dining room table. Well, if you think about it, because I've been thinking about it, um, plane crashed in September of '04. They've only been there two months. Right. Maybe they need a dining room table for Thanksgiving. Maybe we're going to have a lost holiday. You know, mm. you might be right. A L- little off schedule for, for our holidays, but maybe we'll have a holiday. Maybe. Christmas is coming. Saeed was very quick to give up looking for the balloon. Oh, he wants to kill somebody. He is like, <laughs> this is where he said it would be, and it's not here. Let's go. And Anna says... Yeah, it's like he goes, hmm, not here. Okay, let's head back. He's After all that walking. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my kids, when I'll send my kids to look for something, and I swear they go look with their eyes closed. <laughs> They're like, I didn't find it. Well, that's like Brian in the refrigerator. And Where's the milk? Yeah. It's yeah. in front of your face. Cliff's, see, okay. see those dress slacks Cliff's been 
has on tonight. He's been looking for this for four days in his closet, telling me that I haven't done the laundry. I went into the office the other day with blue jeans. Because they in there the whole time. Yeah, they were. Oh, I had to go find. He's like, "Well, I'll look for him again for the fifth day." And so I go in the closet and I move his shirt, and there they are. So, um, oh, wow. so like a man to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anna says, Anna says to him. We need to look. We need to look a little harder because if I'm going to, to back, back you, you, saying that if they find out that that Henry is another, which we all believe that he is, that she is going to support Saeed killing him. I don't really care for Anna, but right now she is kind of like this loner. Nobody really wants anything to do with her. Yeah, she, the, the writers are trying to make her become a very likable character mm-hmm. so that they can her. get ready to kill her. <laughs> what? That's yeah. Cliff's theory. Okay. Just like they did with Shannon. So we can all be sad. Yeah. Mm. Mm, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so and those oh, are yeah. some. Those are some of the things that that I yeah I, thought were important. This obviously wasn't one of my favorite right. episodes because it didn't have a lot of island centric stuff. However, I will tell you that I just thoroughly enjoyed how they ended it. And I'm going to go ahead and play what I'm going to call... Can yeah. I interrupt you again? Sure. Okay, because I know you want to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cliff needs to make a correction before we move on. One of the reasons why I liked the show so much was... Because your uh, favorite character... To me right now in front of God and everybody. <laughs> because Cliff edited me last week. <laughs> Actually... Cliff got a little edit happy. And made it look like Charlie was my favorite character. And a little mute happy. <laughs> a little mute happy. <laughs> He kept muting Rachel, and he edited me. <laughs> so anyway, here's what happened last week. We recorded for two hours. We- but we um, basically wanted to get it down to about an hour. And here's what had happened. Stephanie, this is actually Stephanie before I did any kind of editing. All right, Stephanie, I totally cut you off. I am so sorry. Please- On purpose, I think. No. On purpose, I think. Okay, so tell us, what. who is your favorite character? Are you sure you want to know? I'm ready to hear all about it. <laughs> um, I have to agree. Sun um, is one of my favorites. I, I love the things that she has overcome. Um, her culture being one. Um, and... I don't know. I, I, I really like Sun. I can't really put it into words. Rachel did a much better job. <laughs> but if everyone's sitting down, I can say that I think my next favorite character is Charlie. Because... Oh, my. Because he's the most redeemable. Okay, so that was before I edited. And so just to cut down on time, this is actually what everybody heard in last week's podcast. All right, Stephanie, I totally cut you off. I am so sorry. Please- On purpose, I think. No. Okay, so tell us, what. who is your favorite character? If everyone's sitting down, I can say that I think my favorite character is Charlie. Because... Oh, my. Because he's the most redeemable. You see how smooth that Did editing job no, was? No, okay, wait, There's wait. never known. He even went back and edited out where I said my next favorite <laughs> character is Charlie. Did you hear how he edited the next out? I edit all kinds of stuff out, guys. <laughs> See, it's not the true us, just so all of you listeners out there. This it's is the way not Cliff wants us the true to us, know. yeah. It's all about Cliff. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Hate mail. Hate mail. 
Let the girls be themselves, Cliff. You, you can find Cliff at <laughs> okay. ravenscraft.org slash lostforum. Ask Cliff a question. Leave Cliff a comment. <laughs> From this point forward, our, our Generally Speaking podcast will be two hours and 35 minutes unedited. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I was totally wrong for uh, editing the content. I, that was actually the first time I've ever actually edited the thought of what s- somebody was actually saying. And I was totally wrong for doing that. And I apologize, Stephanie. Oh, that's nice. I forgive you this time. Thank you very much. <laughs> and so, anyway, um, obviously, this was not my favorite episode this week um, because of the character uh, relationship stuff that happened in this episode and and uh, <laughs> I, I believe you called it crap yesterday <laughs> yeah that relationship crap uh so anyway basically i i like the island centric stuff but here is something i really did enjoy about this episode and i'm gonna play this clip here you guys don't know much huh i mean i'd be asking all kinds of questions about all this stuff down here you guys don't even seem that curious Do you want the cereal or don't you this must be my reward for good behavior huh I guess I earned myself some goodwill for finally drawing that map for Anna. What map? To my balloon. Wow, you guys have some real trust issues, don't you? Guess it makes sense she didn't tell you. I mean, with the two of you fighting all the time. Of course, if I was one of them, these people that you seem to think are your enemies, what would I do? Hmm. There'd be no balloon. So I'd draw a map to a real secluded place, like a cave or some underbrush. Good place for a trap. An ambush. And when your friends got there, a bunch of my people would be waiting for them. And then they'd use them to trade for me. I guess it's a good thing I'm not one of them, huh? You guys got any milk? <laughs> he is such spooky. a psychotic serial killer. It's just incredible. This guy needs to be in movies playing a serial killer because every time I look at him and he talks, that's what I think of. Yeah, he, he he's His definitely a, un- spooky. Yeah. He's he's a unique character for sure. He's a sure. great actor. He is. Well, uh, that's pretty much all we have for the uh, rundown of the episode. We do have some lost news and some other, uh, generally speaking, chat here. And uh, let's go ahead and go into that portion of our show now. Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, what you've got there for the first news story. Okay. Fate helped Evangeline Lilly find way to Lost. Actress has self-demoted herself to movie extra. To hear Evangeline Lilly talk, her path to stardom on the, seri- on the hit series Lost was almost beyond her control. Perhaps a bit like her character Kate and the rest of the Lost castaways who, submitting to a grand plan, or was it just bum luck, crashed at the obscure Pacific Isle where the ABC thriller has stranded them. Granted, Kate was aboard doomed Oceanic Air Flight 815 in handcuffs, a fugitive from justice. She was being brought back to the U.S. from Australia to stand trial when the jet tore apart in midair. Nothing so tumultuous for Lily. While enrolled at Vancouver's University of British Columbia just a few years ago, the Alberta, Canada native was a budding actress pulling in good money doing TV commercials. Even at this early stage, stardom seemed foretold, until Lily, unhappy with acting, bailed out. Then in a bizarre display of self-demotion, she happily took work as a movie extra. 
Being an extra ironically turned out to be something I loved, she says with a laugh. I could go in when I wanted, do my homework, read books, eat their food, rest. That was my job and I got paid for it. Never mind the pay was a fraction of what she made before. Her new plan fit perfectly with school. She was studying international relations. More to the point, she didn't like modeling and acting in commercials. It felt like a meat market, demeaning. Still, her agent kept pressing her to try for roles in TV shows or films. Getting lost. As Lily tells it, she finally saw the light when a friend observed how... You can, quote, you can claim to believe in destiny and yet you're ignoring what appears to be all the signs of destiny. Doors are opening for you, but you're afraid of your own success. That struck a nerve in me, Lily recalls, and I burst into tears. In January 2004, she went on the first of a couple dozen auditions. Well, she actually did pretty good, I guess, on her auditions, didn't she? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Law series praised by Hawaii Senate. And this was actually sent in by Ryan Oswa. Uh, Ryan is uh, uh, Ryan from Ryan and Jen. And they did a Transmission Lost podcast. And here's what uh, Ryan had sent to me in an email. He says, The Hawaii Senate and House of Representatives passed resolutions on March 10th congratulating ABC's hit series Lost for its success and thanking it for being a part of Hawaii's film industry. Ryan said, I went down to see what cast and crew would show up, but they were shooting that day and spared only Harold Perrinell and his wife, Lotto Girl slash Sawyer's Girl, and producer Gene Higgins. Ryan also just had the opportunity to film as an extra in a set for loss, which he talks about in his latest podcast just released this past week at hawaiiup.com. You guys, uh, if you were a fan of the Transmission Loss podcast, uh, Ryan and Jen did just finally release another hawaiiup.com podcast, and I suggest that you guys go check it out. And he talks about his experiences filming as an extra in an episode. And so you guys uh, need to go check that out. And then, uh, Stephanie, you have another news story, I think, real quick, uh, from ABC's Lost star Naveen Andrews, who predicts short run for this hit show. Mm-hmm. Lost Naveen Andrews is looking over film prospects to do over hiatus time, but notes it all depends on whether the dates work around the series. When ABC owns you, they own you. I'd think they'd be loath to let you off and do movies when they could be squeezing your lifeblood. There's a huge season finale May 7th to promote, he adds. The Candid Andrews doesn't... Excuse me. The Candid Andrews doesn't foresee a long future for his hit mystery drama. To me, it's always been the kind of show I couldn't imagine going on as long as Friends. Three, maybe four seasons at the very mo- at the very most. Surely, after the third season, it really will be scraping bottom. He shrugs. Maybe not. Andrews spent last hiatus in Morocco and Hungary, making ABC's lavish, brutal, non-traditional treatment of the Ten Commandments, which airs April 10th and 11th, with Dougery Scott as Moses and Andrews as his Egyptian family member turned enemy. He's starting to feel the wear and tear. To be honest, I've only realized the way I've been working over the last three or four weeks. It's starting to sink in that I didn't take any time off last year. I might do this. T- I might do that this time around. It's a new thing for me to sustain a role for two years. The longest I played a part before was four months. 
Javale. Javale is here. Ooh. All right. Well, this is the part of our show where we open up our mailbag and uh, check our voicemail. And this week, we certainly have quite a few uh, items to share with you. Uh, first of all, our uh, voicemail is open for you to give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that phone number is 413-521-0958. Again, that number is 413-521-0958. We have uh, upgraded to the premier service for our voicemail line. However, if you call uh, one out of every 50 times you call, you might get that this number is not a working number or something of that nature. And uh, the service doesn't work all the time, but if you just hang up and try a second or third time, you definitely will get through. Anyway, uh, the first co- or the first call I want to play today is from the Gunslinger. Hey, this is the Gunslinger again from Northern California, and I wanted to leave just a quick note of encouragement for all you guys there at the podcast. You're doing a fantastic job. It takes an exceptional amount of time and effort, I know, because I'm working on a small little podcast idea myself, and all the preparation work and sound editing and management is a nightmare, frankly, so... Uh, I just wanted to say you guys uh, are, are doing a uh, an exceptional job. Uh, the podcast is very clean, well put together, excellently executed, and if I could pull off one half as good as this one, I think I'd be a happy man. So uh, you're all doing a great job. Uh, everyone who not only contributes to the show but also uh, works back there uh, on the boards, I just want to say thank you. You guys are great. Signing off. Vaya con Dios. Stay lost. Thank you, Gunslinger. Actually, guys, he he left a uh, five-minute comment that talked about how much we stunk and that we're only half the podcast of all the other ones out there, and and I kind of edited it to make it sound a little better for us. That was such a smooth editing job you did. You would have never known. We, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but we got a lot of comments in the forum about Rem and his... I did. His sexy voice. And I agree with everyone 100%. I love his... I love the... He needs to have his own... He needs to just send me a tape of him talking. (laughs) That would be Rem, make a tape for Rachel reading the phone book. (laughs) I would listen. I would. And I'd make a copy for Kim because she thinks the same thing. She's like, couldn't he just like say the alphabet over and over again? And he'd be I'm like, yeah, he could. <laughs> so anyway, I was talking to Rem on Skype the other day. And I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, if he's willing to do some side work just to make a little extra uh, money. So if you have any voiceover work, any uh, voicemail systems that, at your office that needs a, a little newer, fresher voice, um, he'd be willing to do that for you. And you can just go to ravenscraft.org forward slash lost forum. And uh, there's a section there where you can ask Rem a question. And uh, maybe you guys can work things out and uh, he can do a little voiceover work for you. Uh, because everybody knows that Rem has a very sexy voice. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and read what Kirsten wrote. Okay. She writes, Hello, Cliff. I really always enjoy listening to your weekly Lost podcast. I'm a huge German Lost fan, completely addicted to Lost. When I started with iTunes, I found the podcast there and started with listening to Ryan and Jen. I miss them so much. I heard your promotion on their show and on other shows. I try to listen to every single podcast about Lost just to hear about things I haven't seen or about theories I would never have heard about. In, ad- in addition to this, it improves my English a little bit. In Germany, they just started season two of Lost on pay TV in original English and with German dubbing. 
People who don't want to pay a lot of money for this, like me, have to wait for the new episodes till fall, when Free TV promised to broadcast it in, only in German dubbing. Unfortunately, the ratings for Season 1 were not so good here, although there are already a lot of fans in Germany. So, I hope this will have no influence on the broadcast, otherwise I'll have to wait for the DVDs. But no worry, I am up to date with the episodes. Keep up your great work. I always enjoy listening to you, Stephanie, and Rachel. Please give them my regards. Best regards from Germany, Kirsten. Thank you very much, Kirsten. And just so you guys know, uh, Kirsten uh, was able to send us a one-time donation via PayPal, and uh, we really do appreciate that. Uh, we got a call, call from Queso Grande from the Lost Forum, and uh, here's what he had to say, and it's his theory about the three little piggies. This is Queso Grande from Sacramento, California, calling in with the little micro-theory. Uh, I think Lost, whether this is intentional on the writer's part or not, can be taken as symbolic of the story of the three little pigs. The first little pig built his house out of straw, and Charlie and Saeed are building something out of bamboo shoots. The second little pig built his house out of sticks, and Echo is hacking down uh, half the trees on the island to build something. And the third little pig uh, built his house out of brick, and there aren't any bricks on the island that I know of, but there is a hatch that's made of cement and all kinds of modern materials. And as far as who the big bad wolf is that's going to blow down all their houses, except for the brick one, uh, I don't know. could be Henry Gale. could be Libby. could be Mr. Friendly. Anyway, that's my little mini-theory. Keep up the great podcast. Thank you for your call there, Queso Grande. And uh, that's an interesting theory. I definitely have not seen that one on the fuselage. Ellie on the forum uh, sent us an email. And she says, Hey, Stephanie, Cliff, and Rachel. I know you get many, 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 many emails filled with different theories and lost relations, but I have a theory that will blow your socks off. Okay. Everything is set up. Before you automatically roll your eyes and click delete, hear me out. Lost is an extreme reality TV show, and Dharma is the channel's name. Everyone who is enrolled in this sick show all have issues, correct? And so I think either a family member or a friend sent them up to work it out. For example, Sun and Jin were set up by her mom who knows they were having marriage problems. Sawyer was set up by Cassidy, who knew she could find the good out of him. Kate, her mom, and Ray, and so on. Of course, people don't really die. Shannon, Boone, Ethan, Goodwin, the French chick, Anna Lucia, Jack's dad, Henry Gale, etc. They're all in on it. It's really fun to think about, and the more I do, the more I agree, I'm crazy. (laughs) I doubt this is a true theory, more than I doubt you'll put this on the show. But I wanted to go on the record so that when we learn it's true, people will say, Wow, Ellie was right. Or maybe my ego is too big. Either way, I hope you enjoyed my theory. Keep up the awesome job and don't go changing. Love your podcast. You help me get through my homework. Later, Ellie. P.S. Cliff, you rock for making another podcast. I can't relate to your neighbor trouble because on my right, I have a sweet old man and to my left, I have a nice family. Sorry. Just so you guys know, um, Ellie's referring to another podcast that I just released called My Crazy Life, and uh, I talk about some neighbor issues that I have. It's not me. It's not Rachel. <laughs> not this Not this podcast time, anyway. It might be next week. 
All right, uh, Carlos called in, and he has a little bit of a Henry Gale slash Thomas theory. Uh, hi, Lost Line, generally speaking. Uh, this is Carlos from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, I'm calling with a little bit one of my theories. Uh, it's about Henry Gale, and I noticed I uh, have a video iPod, and I'm going back watching all the season one episodes, and I watched Raised by Another, and on your March 10th edition of the podcast, you said that uh, they came to take Claire's boyfriend and to tell him all this and that the psychic was somehow entwined with Barma. Well, uh, as I rewatched that episode, Raised by Another, I noticed that her boyfriend, Thomas, is, looks very similar to Henry Gale. And maybe someone said this or not, but I'm thinking maybe they're related. He's maybe his father, his uncle, cousin. And so that Dharma sends Henry Gale after uh, Thomas to talk to him. And my other theory is that Dharma sends Brian Walt's stepdad because uh, I was reading online a theory that said that Brian was the Dharma employee of Oliver Hanso and that he, the whole plan is that he was entwined with a psychic and he knew the plane was going to crash and the whole plot was that Walt and Aaron were like the chosen ones, the foundation, the special ones. And so that's how Thomas and Brian and everybody, everybody was involved. So that's my theory guys. Uh, I'm an, I'm new to the podcast, but by the sounds of it, it's really good. Thanks. Well, thank you very much, Carlos, for calling in your theory. And uh, that's pretty interesting. Hi, generally speaking, this is Laura from Long Island. I just want to call on my theory I have about where Michael is. The base of my theory is the fact that Michael can't be surviving out in the jungle on his own. He just doesn't have those kind of survival knowledge. He has to be inside somewhere. Most likely, he's with the others. And this is where I came up with my theory. I believe that when the others took Walt, they took him for his powers. But once they brought him back to wherever their headquarters are, he didn't want to work with them. He didn't want to cooperate with them at all. He was very upset that they had taken him away from his father. So, the others needed to find some way to get Michael there to get Walt to cooperate. I believe that they have some kind of surveillance system in the Swan Station, and they use that surveillance to be able to communicate with Michael, and only with Michael. So when Jack walked into the room, they cleared the screen so that he couldn't see the conversation. They gave Michael, they gave Michael directions on where they wanted him to go, which I believe is very close to where their headquarters actually are. When they discovered that Jack, Locke, and Sawyer were following Michael, they had to stop them because they didn't want those three finding the headquarters. So Zeke, he drew a line in the sand. Once they got Michael back to their headquarters, they gave him two options. They said, one, you can stay here with us. You can be with your son. You can be here where it's safe and you have food and you have water, all the things a person needs, and you're going to have a much nicer life than you did sleeping on a beach. Or... We're just going to drop you in the middle of the jungle. You're never going to find your way back, and you're just going to die alone in the jungle. They also could be using that drug that Ethan gave Claire. So Michael decides to stay, and Walt begins cooperating with the others. It'll be interesting to see where this also leads, because what if the survivors try to rescue Michael? Will he turn against them? Will he start becoming sympathetic to the side of Dharma? Guess we'll just have to wait and see. Well, Laura, thank you very much for calling in and uh, for leaving us that theory about where Michael is. What do you guys think? Do you think Michael will end up 
sympathizing with the others? You know what I think? What, I'd like to know what you think. <laughs> I think Michael's been the mole from the beginning. You think so? Uh-huh. And, the re- and I don't really have a lot of proof to back that up, but just listening to that and putting some things together in my head right now, it seemed strange to me when he was putting um, Locke and I guess it was Jack in the, in the room with the gun. And he remember how he talked about how weird it was, and he was like, "You guys don't know what that computer's all about." And you know, and then with the whole thing on the website where they said, "Who is this?" and then he types, whoever it is, types a mole. I'm wondering now if that's, if it really was Michael, because why would he be gone so long? And what, you know, are they have they really captured him, or is he really a part of? I mean, I don't know if he's really working for Dharma, but there's always been spe- speculation in the back of my head that he originally was with Dharma, and that's why they want Walt. So anyway, thank you, Laura, for calling in, and. Uh, I think I have uh, three other calls, and I'm just going to throw those at the end of the uh, theme this week, uh, exit theme. So at the end of the show, just listen for our additional calls that came in. So now we have a couple audio segments that we're just going to play back-to-back to each other. And uh, just sit back, enjoy, and listen. Man, I'm getting hungry. Didn't you bring anything when you busted out of the hatch? Yeah, Rem. What's that in your bag, anyway? Ah, uh, that's just the last of my, my Dharma peanut butter. The smooth, creamy Dharma peanut butter. Oh, yeah. Rem? Got my peanut butter. So smooth. Rem? Creamy. It's the Dharma. I think the island's finally gotten to him. Do you think that's the sickness Rousseau talks about? That's right. Daddy, he's weird. Hey, kids, why don't you go over there and move and sit next to Mr. Eric instead? Mr. Dama. Mr. Dama. Wait, quiet. Smooth and creamy. Ram, will you shut up already? Oh, hey! Someone's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big surprise. Probably Stephanie and Rachel this time. You know, this time tomorrow, half of Kentucky is going to be on the island. Okay, kids, get behind me. Hey, Eric, grab that Jesus stick. Got it. Oh, you know what, guys? I thought I saw Dr. Bruder and Gracie's mom talking to that sea billy guy the other day. Ram. Really weird, too, because, you know... Ram. Whatever. That's not a good sound. Let's book. Wait a second. The kids. Oh, I was really digging that music. Okay, okay, Cliff. You get the kids, I'll cue up the running music. Okay, yeah. Okay, kids, get behind me. Follow us. Rem, punch the running music. Here we go. I am tired. I sure could go for a drink right now. Sure. What do you want? What? Drink. What kind of drink do you want? Hey, Eric, if you're going up, hey, why don't you grab me one of those Black Rock Ales? Yep, that's what I'm getting. Can't get enough of that explosive taste. Black Rock? That's where they kept the diamond. Wait, what? What? Where am I? Cliff, you're in the Caribbean. Vacation, remember? Hello? You know, beach, fun in the sun. Stephanie and the kids, they're at the hotel. They'll, they'll be here any second. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. What are you talking about? 
guys, I had this most awesome dream. We were on the island, you know, the one where they're filming Lost, and they were on this hiatus, and we were there on location doing reports for our weekly Lost podcast. Lost? Oh, man, I tried to watch that show one day. Ugh. I couldn't make any sense of it at all. Hey, Cliff, what's a podcast? I don't even have an iPod. What are you talking about? It's... Oh, anyway, it's it's kind of like an internet radio talk show, and we get together and we talk... Never mind. I had this dream that we were doing a weekly podcast devoted to The Lost Show. Well, who'd want to listen to that? Yeah, sounds like a waste of time. Tell you what, I'll go grab the drinks. I was going to go flirt with the hot-looking French chick anyway. Whatever. So, Eric, anyway, first off, when you have a podcast, you don't have to have an iPod. It's kind of a stupid name anyway. You've got this RSS syndication, and you can subscribe to it. It's downloaded automatically to your computer, and you can listen. Wait a second. Did he say French chick? Hello, this is Trevor, and this is the Weekly Lost Top 10. Okay, the difference between this week and next week is next week we're going to actually do the format of the show, the actual format of the show, whereas this week is going to be a little different because what I did was I threw out there an idea for the Top 10, which was your favorite Sawyer nicknames. However, they didn't fly so well. People wanted a little bit more creative feedback. But I have a whole bunch of audio clips that I have nothing to do with. So what I did was I put it together in a little piece of music, and we're going to play that a little bit later. But next week, we will have the top ten list that we posted on the forum. We'll present that to you in a proper format, and, uh, and then we'll go from there, and it'll be a, a wonderful, wonderful show. So for the meantime, this week, we have for you what I like to call the Sawyer nickname Scat. I think I used the word scat, right? But scat is what I'm using. So the Sawyer nickname, scat. Here you go. I need a gun. And you don't get to ask why. Well, Thelma, seeing as I got all the guns, I do get to ask why. Good thing you don't hate me, Freckles. 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 Suddenly, so interested, cupcake. 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 Whole camp's pretty shook up about what happened. Tokyo Rose. Tokyo Rose. You heard that, but what's your count? Oh, I don't know, Mr. Clean. I probably would have gone around. Vesuvius. Whoa, you got a little love connection brewing over there, Java. There, Java. There, Java. Some shaft opens a cage. I get a surprising little howdy duty. Shaft, howdy duty. Howdy duty. Versus son, auto all death match. My money's on you, Sheena. 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 Okay, what the hell am I supposed to do about hey, that? You and two, you want to slow down a second? Talk to me here? Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. I'll see you around the island. That was good. That is some awesome stuff. I'm really looking forward to some of the new stuff that that Trevor is going to 
come up with for our future top tens. Uh, He didn't have a lot to work with with as far as material, and he always comes up with something great. So, Trevor, thank you very much. (laughs) Rem and Eric, thank you very much for uh, working with me on the the island segment. Uh, Props go to Rem for putting all that stuff together as far as editing goes. And uh, we now have our report of the weekly lost... Are you tired there, babe? (laughs) Sorry, it caught me by surprise. We now have our weekly lost trivia contest update and forum update. And this is coming to us from Gracie's mom. Hey everybody, it's Kim again. I'm here with the trivia quiz number four answers and the winners. The winners this week are Casper, Matt, and Marley2A2. Congratulations. The questions this week were uh, a little hard. Six of them were submitted by the winners from last week. I came up with five of them, so there were actually 11 questions this week. And one bonus question to try to break a tie, which obviously I was unable to do. Uh, Question number one. During Hurley's dream sequence, he sees Jin, who is speaking English, standing next to a man in a chicken suit. Who is the man in the chicken suit? And the correct answer is, he's the man from the convenience store, and he recognized Hurley from buying the lottery ticket. Number two, who told Charlie about what the hatch contained? And the correct answer is Locke. Number three, according to Saeed, what is the power source for the hatch? And the correct answer is geothermal generators. Number four, in Michael's second flashback, he is at the lawyers with Susan. What is the name of Susan's lawyer? And the correct answer was Lizzie. Number five, in Exodus part three, Saeed and Charlie find the source of the black smoke and a very confused Danielle who is holding Aaron. Who does Danielle hand baby Aaron to? And the correct answer is Saeed. And that question was submitted by Marley2A2. Number six, when Michael said goodbye to little Walt after signing over custody, what did he give him as a present? And the correct answer is a plush polar bear. And that question was submitted by Casper. Number seven, what is the title of the novel that Stephen King wishes he wrote as mentioned by Sawyer the bookworm? The correct answer was The Lord of the Flies. That question was submitted by Matt. And if anyone has any questions about that, that question, please send a private message to Matt on the forum. Number eight, what is the alternate title to the episode Collision? The correct answer is Old Habits, and that was submitted by Uncle Igmar. Number nine, when Kate's mother waits on her in the diner, what does she offer Kate? And the correct answer is coffee, pie, or both. Number ten, what were eight of the hidden images in the monster in the Psalm 23 episode? And this question was submitted by Molly H. There were several answers. I'm just going to read a few of them. Uh, crucifix, Echo on the Beach after the plane crash, Church, a woman, the old man that Echo shot, Echo's brother, Echo as a child, Echo after his brother was shot, and I took several of the correct answers. Number 11. What does Gordy order at the diner? And this was submitted by the Lost Twins. The correct answer is, Gordy, I'm sorry, Gordy ordered a plate of chicken salad, white meat only, hold the celery, and a beer. I had to ask a bonus question this week to the three people who submitted all the right answers. The bonus was, when Boone was hallucinating that Locke had tied Shannon to the tree, what color was Shannon's shirt or blouse? And the correct answer is purple. I want to thank the six people who submitted questions this week. I promise this coming week's questions will be a little easier. Uh, Just some quick forum facts. As of today, we have 216 members and over 3,000 posts. If you'd like, you can try out the forum. Come and see what we're all talking about at www.ravenscraft.org forward forward slash lost forum. Uh, 
Thanks again, and I'll talk to you all next week. Well, Kim, thank you very much for the trivia contest and lost forum update of Generally Speaking. And I just want to bring to you guys a very quick and uh, swifty podcast update for Generally Speaking. Those of you guys who did not catch last week's episode, just want to let you know I did launch the Generally Speaking podcast network uh, just about a week and a half ago. And uh, basically, you can now go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com, and you will have a splash screen, which will allow you to go to one of three podcasts that are now in the network. Of course, we will continue to do our weekly Lost podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. I've just recently launched a second show called My Crazy Life, and this is a show where I talk about, well, my crazy life. And uh, basically, uh, my most recent episode that was released is about my next-door neighbor issues that I've had recently. And no, uh, as we mentioned earlier in this show, it's not uh, Rachel, our next-door neighbor, but on the other side. And uh, you might be surprised at some of the thoughts and, and concerns that I've had regarding some conflict that I've had with my neighbor, uh, his car, and his pit bull, and his... Well, just just check it out sometime. Just go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com and click on My Crazy Life and listen to the most recent episode. If nothing else, just go to see me make a fool of myself where I actually open up the show by singing the theme song to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So that should at least get a couple of you to check it out. Also, want to uh, just say a, a special thank you to Kirsten K. and Mark C., uh, Mark C. is also known as Bubba Coop on the forum. These two individuals have made a one-time donation uh, using the PayPal button at our website. And, uh, you know, I never really want to sound like I'm begging for money, but uh, the donations of any sized amount uh, really do help bring this show to you on a weekly basis. And uh, the donations have kind of slowed down during the hiatus week. We kind of expected that. But, uh, again, I don't want to sound like I'm begging, but if you... Uh, are able to uh, contribute financially to our show with any sized amount, you can go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com and click on the PayPal Donate button. And uh, any donation, I'm telling you, is greatly appreciated. And uh, we thank all of our listeners who have supported us so far. And uh, one of the things you might be interested in hearing is up until about a week and a half ago, we had been averaging right around 5,000 listeners. Well, as I am recording this podcast update, I am very pleased to announce to you that we now have over 11,000 listeners to our show. Yes, you heard me correctly. We have gone from 5,000 to 11,000 listeners in just one week. And the reason for that would be um, I recorded a promo for our Generally Speaking podcast, and that got played on several very prominent podcasts that have uh, 20, 30, and 60,000 listeners each, and and uh, some other smaller shows as well, and, and just people are coming to check us out, and uh, we just want to welcome you if you're a new listener to our podcast. Thank you for stopping by, and we hope you've enjoyed our show today, and we do plan on coming to you every single week. In fact, if you're new to our show, you may want to uh, hear about the fact that we are going to be doing what we're calling the Summer Review of Season 1 and 2. And basically, after the season finale this year, uh, I know Naveen Andrews in a recent article said May 7th was the last episode for the season finale. 
I believe some, most all other reports are saying May 24th. We'll get that down. What we're going to do is actually come up with a, generally speaking, viewing schedule. And we will watch two or three episodes a week uh, from season one all the way through season two. And we will come and do a weekly podcast during the summer hiatus. For all those of you who maybe want to just uh, go back and watch everything from the beginning with all the insights that we've gained from seeing everything thus far. And also, uh, it's a great opportunity to bring your friends along who are basically lost when they watch Lost. It'd be a great way to introduce them to the show. And so uh, that's coming up this summer as well. I do want to mention that I've recently upgraded our service with uh, JVoice, which is the voicemail service for the Generally Speaking Podcast Network listener line. And that phone number is 413-521-0958. Again, that's 413-521-0958. Now, I have been playing around just doing some testing on the line, and I have noticed that if there's a lot of calls coming in, every now and then you'll get a message that says this number is no longer in service, or this isn't you've reached a non-working number uh, ignore that message hang up and dial again and you will get through I'm working with the technical support department over there to find out what the issue is but uh, if you do get through and you get the opportunity to leave the message I will get it we really do look forward to getting your calls and comments and questions in fact the best way to contribute to our show is after an episode airs to give us a call immediately following that and just pick one plot line topic. I mean, just one single topic, and tell us what you think about it. For example, for example, if you wanted to comment from this week's show on the pregnancy test, saying uh, being that it came from Widmore Labs, just sticking to that one topic would allow me to place your comment into the plot line discussions. Uh, and if you want to talk about more than one topic, uh, you could either do one of two things. You could either call in a separate call for each topic. And that would allow me to put you in multiple locations of our plot line discussion. Or if you do call in and you just make one call with several topics, we'll just throw you into the listener feedback section. Uh, that's pretty much all I have this week. Again, I do hope that you guys will uh, check out the new Generally Speaking podcast network. Uh, oh, I, There is a third show that I'm getting ready to launch within the next two weeks. And that's going to be called Generally Speaking About the Church. All three podcasts will be available at generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Please do stick around after the ending credits as I do have uh, quite a few uh, items that I'll play after the exit theme. For example, we have two or three calls that came in that I did not fit into the show while we were recording. Uh, we also have a couple spoiler calls. And we also have some outtakes. So enjoy. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to bring all this update to you guys. Well, guys, it's been a lot of fun. And Rachel, thank you very much for coming over and spending a very late night with us on Thursday evening. And until next time, everyone, let's get lost. You have been listening to Generally Speaking, a podcast production of Ravenscraft.org. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 
521-0958. After you hear this greeting, Thank you for calling. To leave a message, please press 1. Leave your comments and questions, and please start with your name and where you're calling from. This podcast is made possible with the generous support of our listeners and in part by periodic sponsors to the show. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal donate button on our website at ravenscraft.org. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. Yeah, this is Jared McClellan, and I'm a huge fan of Lost. And I just want to discuss my my theories with you guys. Um, If you notice in the orientation video, um, Marvin Candy, and especially in the splices, when it zooms up on his face, Dr. Marvin Candle, he has a prosthetic arm on his left and a glass eye. And if you notice in other 48 days, in the arrow hatch, that they find in the box a blanket, a prosthetic arm, a glass eye, and the Holy Bible. So maybe that could explain, maybe that could give us an idea of, Maybe Marvin Candle was there somehow that that facility was used. Um, I wouldn't classify the arrow as a hatch, more like a storage facility, like other people say. But I definitely think it was used at some time. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, and Rachel. This is David from Virginia Tech. It's been a long time since I've uh, called in, but I just wanted to call and give some thoughts on this last episode and on some theories that are going around. And in this last episode, I was really glad that there was another physical miracle on the island besides Locke's legs. And um, I think this whole deal with the new baby is going to be awesome, and I can't wait to see what happens. Um, I also love the speech that Henry gave when they let him out um, to eat cereal. I love it, especially when they take uh, characters and give them lines that everyone in the audience is thinking. And so I just thought it was really great, and it was pretty funny, too. And then going on to theories... Uh, two things that I think we really need to consider while everybody's making up their own theories for what's going on. Um, number one, I think, is unquestionable, and that is that it's a character-driven show. And so, therefore, the answers will probably have more to do with the characters and how they're related than with something scientific. So that leads me to think that the answer, the answer may be even more spiritual than scientific. And the second one is more deba- debatable, but I think I have some pretty good reasons why it must be this way, and that's that the answer must be semi-simple, because we're talking about a television show, and we're talking about one where we have to keep everybody in suspense and in mystery up until the last episode or the last few episodes of the entire series. Therefore, there must be a simple answer that ties everything together. So I think we need to consider that, why everybody's coming up with these huge elaborate theories that delve into a whole lot of science, whereas I think it's more along the lines of a... It's, of a human answer, and um, yeah, that's that's about what I had to say on that. And uh, <laughs> after saying all that, have you guys heard about the uh, the whisper theories that are going around on the uh, the fuselage? Uh, um, if you have any, you need to check them out. So you guys are doing great. Keep it up. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hi, this is Mike from Chesapeake, Virginia, and I was just calling to answer the question about the guy who was talking about the girl he saw in the background while Ethan and Claire were sitting on the stump talking in the woods. The girl in the background was Claire. It was, she was remembering 
what happened to her as she walked up on the stump and they cut to the flashback and then they panned around and went back to the present time to where she was sitting there looking at the stump. It wasn't actually happening. It was just a flashback that just kind of panned into the real time. This is Mike from Chesapeake, Virginia, again. And I was just wondering about the glass eye that was found in the arrow hatch and the dream that that Claire had in the episode called... Oh, what was it called? Ah, raised by another. She had two dreams in that, that episode, and one of them came true with the, her getting injected with the medicine or the vaccine or whatever it is. And the other dream, she walked up on Locke, who was, it looked like he was playing solitaire or something. And he looked up at her, and one of his eyes was messed up and or had a glass eye. And I was wondering if somehow that dream was going to come true, too. I don't know. Let me know. I have some spoilers for the next episode called Lockdown. Uh, the title Lockdown has double meaning. The uh, the hatch goes into a mysterious lockdown, and because of that, lock is down. Lock is out of commission for a little bit. Uh, in the next episode, we do learn more about the truth about Henry Gale, and we also find out what happened to Locke's friend Helen. That's all I have for now. I have uh, I have in- good inside information into this in that I have already seen the episode, uh, but that's all I wish to divulge at this point because uh, it's a great show and I don't want to give too many things away, but hopefully that's enough teaser uh, to keep us through this next week. One more little spoiler tidbit. We do get a slight hint of the possibility that Dharma is sending uh, relief supplies to the others or to to the island somehow. Hi, this is Becky from Minnesota, and I have a theory based upon the trailer to next week's episode, the previews for next week's episode, and that is this. I think that the hatch gaining a life of its own um, is due to uh, the number's running out, and here's how I think it goes down. Locke is in there watching the, watching the clock and uh, taking care of Henry Gale. The PA speakers start acting up, and he discovers they are not working. He goes to fix them. Due to the speakers being out of commission, the alarm does not sound. He misses entering the numbers on time, and the hatch responds by closing the blast doors, and that's how Locke gets stuck in the hatch, even though he has been extremely vigilant about the numbers duty before this. Um, that's my thought. Why are you laughing while I'm trying to record this? <laughs> Just his voice. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> weird. We're muted again. <laughs> weird. Strange. I can still come over here. Gosh. Uh, I'm going to make you guys edit this thing. <laughs> oh, we'll just take you out and it'll all work. <laughs> I was talking with Rem. <laughs> I was like, that's not funny. <laughs> You'll hear Rachel say something and I'll go, shoosh. <laughs> It'll be the swoosh uh, podcast. The swoosh cast. <laughs> All right. I'm not commenting. I'm just going to get edited. <laughs> Thank you so much there, Queso Grandi. And Grandi, you like that? <laughs>
<laughs> Queso Grande, grando. Grande. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you want to try that again? Uh, 